Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall, and today we have a very special holiday episode that I'd like to call the 12 Stories of Kindness. Oscar Wilde once said, the smallest act of kindness is worth more than the grandest intention. And today we'll share exactly how valuable kindness can be. In a year that's been challenging for many, my guests today have been witness to, benefited from, or the catalyst behind positive change in their community. The stories we'll share tonight will celebrate giving to friends new and old, our family and even our pets, our neighbors and community, and those that protect us, as well as those that are most vulnerable. Our guests today are as young as three years old and as old as Santa Claus, who just so happens to be here with us today to answer some very important questions and leave us with his message for the holidays. To start our show and to share some of the kindness he's witnessed in the city that he loves is Mayor of St. John's, Danny Breen. Welcome to the show, Mayor Breen. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for taking the time today to chat with us. We're doing a show on the spirit of giving and how, how important that is. And this has been a really interesting year, I'm sure, from your lens as the mayor of St. John's. We had the snowmageddon and now we've got the pandemic. Have you seen that sort of spirit of giving going on throughout the whole year here? Yeah, you know, it's it's one of the things that's just, when you look back at 2020, you can find so many things that, that were not great about it. And, you know, then you look at the things that came out of it and you realize what a great place we live and, and what a great people we have here. You know, we, we started with Snowmageddon in January. And I mean, just the fact that on, on a day when the taxi drivers all gave their time and gave their taxi cabs to go out, and help bring people to the grocery store and bring them home with their groceries. I, I mean, where else uh, would, would would that happen? And they did it, you know, just just so genuinely and 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 open. And then we went went into the pandemic, and you know, it's the little things. You know, it's checking on your neighbor to make sure everything's okay, uh, going over just to talk to somebody from the front step because you know they live alone and they probably haven't seen anybody. You know in a while. So it's it's not about monetary giving. You know, we do, people do a lot of that, like the food bank is, uh, the Food Sharing Association had some issues and people stepped up to uh, to help that out. But it's doing little things, anticipating what people need that that's really special about this year. Yeah, I think that the human connection is such a valuable thing. And we might have been in the best place in the entire planet this year, being in Newfoundland and Labrador, because we have that sense of community and looking out for each other. What would you be your message to all the people that have done these acts of caring throughout the year going into this holiday season? You know, I, I would say thank you, but I know that those people do that uh, with without thanks. It just comes natural. It's just the way we are. It's in our DNA here. And uh, we just... Uh, we, we just look out for each other. And if there was ever a year that you had to look out for each other and stay safe, this was the year to do it. So I just want to thank all the residents for making me proud to be mayor of St. John's. Um, just the way that we've come through the adversity we've faced this year and uh, the way that we've done it with our, with our usual sense of humor and our usual compassion for others is truly heartwarming. So uh, to everybody, just a very Merry Christmas and a safe and healthy New Year. 
Thank you so much. Well, we're going to get to celebrating some of those people in today's episode, but I really appreciate you taking the time to share a little message with us today. Excellent, Mike. Have a good holiday. Happy holidays to you too. Our first story of kindness is from my childhood friend, Carolyn Fuchs McKay. It's about new friends helping each other without even asking. Welcome to the show, Caroline. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to see you after so many years. Yes, we grew up next to each other pretty much two streets over. And when I put the call out to do this show, you messaged right away with a really great story. Can you share that story with us? Yes, I can. I was having a conversation with my dad and his new wife. They've they've been married for almost two years now. The loveliest woman that I could have asked to have after my mother passed away. So my dad has been recently going to the gym with Kathy and that's a new thing. The first time ever in his life. And because they go regularly at the same time every day, they notice this fellow who comes in via motorized scooter does a lot of intense exercise. They must've got to know him. They're chatty. He was chatty. And Kathy figured out that this guy can only take his motorized scooter in good weather. So when the snow and slush come, he has to take the dial bus and was having an issue with the expense of that. So she tell, I didn't even understand that it was just her spearheading this idea until the end of our conversation. They raised over $700 for the dial bus but then they figured this guy needs to have his driveway plowed and his ramp plowed as well. Now, it's one thing to get your driveway plowed, but for someone to come and plow your ramp is just like a whole other big deal. And then my dad pipes in and says, well, we went there in the summer to help him out with his garden. And Kathy's grandson goes and mows his lawn once in a while. And I was just blown away by this because here I was, the conversation started, what are you guys doing for, is anyone doing Christmas hampers? Is there any like thing that I can get involved with? And it's right in my own family, this great little feel good story. This man that's trying to better his life by going to the gym. Well, I love that. And you're a nurse by occupation. And I thought this story was so heartwarming because somebody who's, who's battling MS, you know, too, that that's a huge part of somebody's life and they've got to be able to focus on exercise is so critically important. Well, I love to tell people that it is never too late to make positive changes towards your health. And I wonder if this guy, maybe he was always fit and that's great. And he did not let this obstacle get in his way. Or maybe he had that change and he said, I need to better my health and I'm going to get committed to do that. But either way, he's doing it. And to have people help him do that, that is just fantastic. Because I'm a big health and wellness junkie myself. So when I heard that, I thought, this this is a good story. This touches me right in the heart. I love that. And that's what the holidays are all about, is reconnecting with old friends and taking care of people that you care about in your community. So thank you so much for sharing that story today. It's great to see you. My pleasure. You do keep doing what you're doing too. It said no act of kindness, no matter how small is ever wasted. And what seems simple to some may mean the world to others. Our second story is about just that. Welcome to the show, Josh. 
How you doing, Mike? Good to see you, man. Good to see you too. It was so nice to get that message from the other day. You have a Christmas story of giving you want to share. Absolutely, man. It's about my my, my mom and dad, Bob Bob Strong and Carmel Strong. When I saw you were looking for someone to uh, tell a story of kindness, I immediately thought of my mom and dad. They've done so much for so many people for so long. Well, you got cued to that because of your buddy who lives across the street, right? Exactly. So yeah, just before that sign that you put this up, I, uh, I got a message from my, my buddy Burke, who, who lives right across the road from my parents, just moved there a couple of years ago. And he shot me a message. It was just a picture of an empty bottle of spaghetti. And, and if anybody knows my mom's spaghetti, it's like, it's, you know, the best of the best. And I had a good chuckle and I asked him what it was about. He said, his wife has a baby on the way and he has a child at home and his wife works a little late. So we uh, got to talking, I guess, to my parents and my mom and dad just thought they'd help out and gave him a loaf of bread, a few beer from Kitty Vitty and, uh, and a bottle of spaghetti. And like he said, he won the neighbor lottery. I right. said, he absolutely did, man. And this, is, this has been going on. Some Stuff like this has been going on for years and years. I love that. And, you know, so growing up in a household like that and seeing that all the time, how does that make you feel around Christmas time? Oh man, like I can't even say enough about these people. That's why I'm so proud to have them as my parents. I always think of like, how can I ever repay them for all the stuff they've done for me and anybody else? Just wish I could give them a trip around the world, but <laughs> I had to keep saving for that one, you know? But uh, it, uh, there's just no way to repay them for how much they've done, especially for me, let alone for everybody else, you know? Well, this is a nice little way to give them a little shout out. So if you want to give them a little Merry Christmas, then floor is all yours. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think I love you guys so much. There's thousands of people just like my parents in in our town and every other town around. And, you know, just if you could sense of appreciation of those people as well. And we know they're out there and they see those acts of kindness around. And just want to send a Merry Christmas to all those people as well. Can't thank them all enough. That's great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy. And great to see you. Have a safe and happy holidays. You too, Mike. Great to see you, buddy. Happy holidays. There's not many children out there that would give up their presence without a fight, let alone willingly. Well, we found three of them right here in Newfoundland, Cameron, Evan, and Peyton. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> so good to see you. You guys have an amazing story. And so I'm here today with Cameron, Evan, and Peyton. I'm going to start with you, uh, Cameron. Can you tell me about what you guys decided to do as a family? So we donated our Christmas present money to lots of different uh, organizations in our community mm-hmm. for Christmas. What were, the, what were the charities you started with? Uh, who did you first give money to and how did that sort of develop from there? So we started with the SPCA with a donation drive of blankets, food and toys and stuff for animals. And then we just started donating money to like local places. So, Evan, how many years have you guys been doing this? Uh, we've been doing it for three years now, so third year. That's awesome. And, Evan, uh, who did you donate to this year? We donated to Heavenly Creatures, SPCA, and Naomi Center. That's excellent. Now, Peyton, you are not going to get as many Christmas presents this year because you gave away all this money that would go towards the presents. Do you end up getting more from giving away than than you would if you got your presents? Well, when you give away, you feel happy inside, just as you feel when you get your presents. So it is pretty exciting. It is exciting. What would you ask other kids to do if they wanted to do something nice for other people? Well, 
When you have pets, you love them so much, but there's pets out there who have no homes, and you want to give them so much love, too. That's so good. That's so great. Well, thanks for coming on today, guys, and sharing your story. Happy holidays. You too. Today, we're sharing the 12 stories of kindness and having a special interview with Santa himself. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. Sometimes the holidays can be special just by curling up in warm pajamas with the people you love. Our next story is about providing that comfort for those that are most vulnerable. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, happy holidays. Hi, thank you for having us. I'm here with Christina Kearney and Jess Anderson, and they're from the Narrows Club. Christina, can you tell me a little bit about the Narrows Club and what it does? Yeah, we're 16 females here in the city that have a fundraising committee that gives back to local organizations in St. John's and surrounding areas. That's excellent. And you guys, uh, Jess, maybe you can tell me about this, but you guys do a pajama drive every year is one of your big initiatives. How'd you guys make out this year? Yes, we do a pajama drive every year. I think we started around 2015. So we've been doing it six years now. This year was a little different because of COVID, but pleased to announce that we we did still do really, really well. Um, We were able to kind of pivot and make the fundraiser more physically distanced. And therefore, we were able to still collect our jammies. This morning, we delivered some to Iris Kirby House, 283 pairs of new pajamas. I'll donate it to us. And then we're on track for later this week. I think we'll have 30 to 50, somewhere around there, pairs that we're going to deliver to the gathering place. That's excellent. And so when they when you donate to Irish Kirby House or to the gathering place, who do these go to, Christina? These are for families in need here in the city that are looking for warm pair of pajamas for the holidays. We all know how cold it gets in the winter here in Newfoundland. So we want to share the warmth this holiday season. That's excellent. So guys, uh, we're talking to all these community volunteers are doing amazing acts of kindness, whether it be big or small. Any message you guys have for uh, the community and how they can get involved in their own Christmas spirit or holiday season? Um, The message that I would have, especially in accordance with the pajama drive, is start small. You know, you don't need to to be overambitious. Everybody wants to help this time of year. Everybody wants to give back. Our community is so generous. Newfoundlanders and Labradorians are so generous. Um, So start small, start something like a pajama drive, start collecting, reach out to your network. And it's really actually easy to create that community and to give back. Well, you can make a a difference in a lot of people's lives. 280 plus 30 pairs, 310 pairs of pajamas, a lot of PJs out there. Christina, anything you want to say? Uh, Thank you to everyone who actually took the time to donate this year, Um, especially during COVID. We know how hard and how people are struggling, and it feels amazing to be able to give back this year. So thank you to everybody from everyone at the Neighbors Club. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining me today, guys. Have a great holiday season. I'm sure I'll see you around. Thanks, Mike. Sometimes the simplest act of kindness can help us weather the storm. Our next story is about just that. Hey, Nolene, happy holidays and welcome to the show. Thanks. Hi. So you had kind of a harrowing journey coming back from Buren just like a month ago. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So this is when we had the first big snowfall and uh, the roads from Buren got really bad, really fast. And so we, we ended up getting in a car accident on the way back and our car was still drivable. So we were able to keep going. So once we got close to Kilmory Resort, we decided to stay there for the night because it was just, the roads were too bad. When we checked in, we asked the lady, you know, we didn't have any food. We had a regular car snack. 
But we asked the lady if there was anywhere to get food anywhere close. And she said the closest place was Scoopy's. So we weren't planning on driving that far. So we were like, fine, we'll, we'll eat our snacks. And um, about 10 minutes later, she came to our cabin and she dropped off a, a, a tub of homemade soup that her sister had made and a couple of bags of chips and some oranges and that kind of stuff. And so we actually got to have supper, which was Fantastic. See, I love that story because it started off as a tough journey and a little dangerous and then ended up with a simple act of kindness that kind of made your day. One of the one of the themes of the show today is that gifts can come in all sizes and shapes and, and, and values, but why was that such a nice thing to receive? Well, I mean, we just had such a horrible trip. Mm-hmm. And to arrive there and be hungry and know that we don't really have much that we can eat other than some cookies, you know, it was just it was just so nice to to have some kindness and for her to just be like, here, have the soup that my sister made me. It was just, it was really sweet. And we appreciated it so much. You could never understand how much we appreciated that. (laughs) See, I love that. And that's what today's episode's about, those little things. So thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday season. Thank you. You too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. In our next story, we meet Sophie, whose kind heart has helped over 150 people this year at the gathering place. Welcome to the show, Sophie and Myra. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having us, Mike. Sophie, I heard an amazing story about you. I heard that you have gone out and done something really nice for the folks at the gathering place. Could you tell me and the audience all about it? Me and my mom, one year, we decided to donate some bags. There are 12 bags and 75. And this year we had over 150 blessing bags donated. Bags of hats, mitts, and socks, and all that. <laughs> so who did all this stuff go to? Um, the gathering place and all the people that go there. Right. And what, what's, what's special about the people that go to the gathering place that made you choose them? They don't have that much, and they don't have a home or really anything. Right. And that's super hard for people around the holidays, isn't it? And, yeah. <laughs> and what did you want them to make them feel? happy and someone cares about them right where did you guys get all the donations from um we got it from the church of empathy and hearts delight which is my nana's church nice and mm, me and my mom bought some and some of her co-workers family and friends (laughs) so um i'll give a little backstory so um this is sophie's third year doing Mm -hmm. this so um the first year it was just a little christmas project that she came home and she said mom i want to help the homeless downtown so between the two of us we done up 12 bags which included like socks mitts hats toiletries and she actually delivered them downtown it didn't take us very long which was sad to find 12 people on the street um last year family and friends came on board And we delivered to the gathering place last year over um, 75 bags. Wow. So this year, 2020 has been a hard year for a lot of people. So we just put it out there again on uh, Facebook and kind of said, you know, Sophie's project is going ahead again this year. If anyone wants to donate, go ahead. So like she said, the Church of the Epiphany and Hearts Delight came on board and the congregation and people up and down Trinity Shore, Conception Bay, St. John's friends, family, co-workers, um, even classmates in her school also helped out and donated. So this year 
was over 150 bags we'd done up and we had to stop because we didn't have the time but we had over 25 garbage bags filled with toiletries hats socks mitts whatever we can give and we delivered them on friday to the gathering place that's amazing that's an amazing story sophie how does that make you feel when you're able to drop off all that stuff for those people it makes me feel good inside and it gives me my thoughts that they're um, giving something for Christmas and they have and people care about them. That's a feeling I think a lot of people could benefit from having. Do you have a message for everybody that's listening to keep them in the Christmas spirit this year? Christmas is not about the presents. It's about what you give. That's the best message I've heard all day. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And hopefully next year we'll, uh, It'll be another year of um, donating to the gathering place and that we can inspire other people to do the same. Merry Christmas, guys. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Not everyone celebrates the holidays the same, but the spirit of the holidays is universal, as we'll find out in this next story. Welcome to the show, Wasim. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I was really excited to talk to you today because you had a really interesting story from last year. Now, for cultural reasons, you don't celebrate Christmas per se, but you do enjoy the holidays. And each year you travel during the traditional Christmas break for people. But you had an interesting experience when you came home last year. Can you share that with me? Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I do not celebrate Christmas, but it's always nice to feel the Christmas and holiday spirit from everyone around me. So what happened is around the holidays, usually Christmas, New Year's, I travel, I'll get away. And last year I did that, as always, came back from Toronto. I left uh, my house for about maybe two weeks or so. There was a lot of snow going on, came back with a lot of snow, a lot of shoveling, a lot of ice to do. And uh, my flight came around maybe five, six o'clock PM, got home around maybe seven-ish, put my luggage in and started shoveling. It was a lot. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't fun. But what kind of struck me, Mike, is that my next door neighbor, uh, an older sweet lady, she saw me shoveling and she came out. She told me, oh my God, there's a lot of snow. Do you need some help? And I was like, no, no, don't worry about it. And no, she, she didn't take a no for an answer. She yeah. got a shovel from her house and she literally stayed shoveling with me, Mike. I kid you not, for two and a half hours. We have a big driveway and that melted my heart. And at the end, what she did... Like I said, she didn't budge. Uh, when, once we well, were finished, she went back to her house and she got me a big bag of salt because I didn't have any. Uh, that she, she had like stored for herself. And she was like, no, no, don't worry about it. Take it. Um, she said, consider me your nan. This is your Christmas present. And just she gave me the bag of salt and she salted the driver with me. So like I said, that is just touched me. And I thought that was overwhelming. Well, I love that. And that sometimes it's not always about the most expensive present or anything like that. It's the thoughtful things. And I mean, I've done that before. You come home and you're facing this daunting driveway just after a long day of travel. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> so, so I guess that's the big thing. So what's the, what's the real message, you know, that you got out of that? Honestly, what Mike is like, it doesn't matter if you celebrate Christmas or not. I don't think it's about celebrating Christmas per se. It's about the holiday spirit. You know, everyone around you, the energy, the vibe, the kindness, the sharing, I think that's what it is. And it doesn't matter where you are, who you're from, 
you know, what kind of religious background you have. We all share that kindness and spirit. And it's kind of nice to feel that around this time of the year. At least that's how I look at it. Um, and I, I feel great to have a lot of friends around here, although I don't have a lot of family, to get that from them. So that was, that's the, definitely what I, what I get from um, around the holidays. Today we're sharing the 12 stories of kindness and having a special interview with Santa himself. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. What happens when talented people tackle big issues? Let's find out in our next story of holiday kindness. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Good to see you again. Well, right now I'm sitting here talking with the Wellness Collective, and that's uh, Tina, Jennifer, and Josh. Guys, can you explain what it is you decided to do during the pandemic this year by creating the Wellness Collective? Sure. The Local Wellness Collective is a a beautiful initiative that came about because we're we're three entrepreneurs who were hit by COVID in our business and we weren't really busy. So we thought we're like-minded people, we're giving sort of contribution, all focused on wellness. And we said, what's the highest possible good we could do with the time that we have? And we thrummed around ideas and then all of a sudden the, we wanted to do something local. We wanted to support people with food security and food supply. And we just created a, a sort of trifecta vision uh, of the local wellness collective. And it's really designed to have people be empowered in food and food security and food supply and really uh, be a contribution in a huge, great time of need. And so you all come from a variety of different backgrounds. What did you specifically want to do when it came to food security? So what we're actually doing now is we identified uh, just through a number of meetings and just really reaching out for partnerships and conversations with people. Um, there was a, a big need for delivery service. Uh, there was barriers from um, food banks and food line, gift cards, hampers, hot meals with no transportation options. Uh, so we jumped in and, and that's what we're doing now. Have you guys met with the food bank and have any idea how many people have been serviced specifically by this food bank initiative? We started over, uh, we've been about a month into it now, um, and we're in the hundreds just for delivery. That doesn't, it. that's just the food line and delivery. Every time we go, we see people there. Well, that's, that's great because our province needs as much wellness as we can get. That wellness comes in all forms, as Josh said. So uh, any final messages for the holiday season to all those listeners out there, guys? Everyone take their time. Take your time and appreciate some of the smallest moments that we have right now, you know, sharing with your neighbors and coming together, you know, just by spreading one good thing to one person, it, it spirals, it goes to the next person, just pay it forward. It's great to see you guys contributing all your, your smarts and experience and to making people healthier and better. Thank you so much for sharing your story today and good luck. Sometimes not everyone can get home for the holidays and that includes our servicemen and women. This story is dedicated to those that are on the front lines, whether it be the military or anything else. Bonnie, welcome to the show. Thank you. So Bonnie, you are an artist and you painted a very special painting this year. Can you tell me about that? Yes, I painted a painting around Remembrance Day. It was a few days before. So I was kind of inspired by that date and it was a painting, an abstract painting of poppies in a kind of like a bouquet kind of setting. And I posted it to my Facebook page and it ended up getting 
shared uh, by a, a colleague of mine that I used to work with and it kind of spread out and reached out to Ontario and I guess beyond that point. What was the response that you got when it was shared outside of St. John's? So this woman who is a soldier for the last 27 years, she's still active. She shared it on her page and she is very much in touch with the the military community. She's an advocate for, you know, veterans and soldiers and she shared it on her page and a lot of people ended up commenting on the the picture saying how much it meant to them and how much it it touched them. So I was, you know, really, really moved. I, I don't think I've ever had a response like that about any of my, you know, artwork that I had done before. So I decided to do something special for her. And what'd you do for her at that point? Yeah, what I did was I uh, I had never gotten a print taken of my artwork before. Um, so I ended up doing that for her. I got her address kind of sneakily and mm-hmm. sent it to her as a surprise. And so, you know, ultimately she did find out that it was from me and was uh, really, really touched by that. And uh, it's a nice gesture, I guess, what I had done. But, you know, the people that are really truly giving are the people that I gave this to and who this, you know, painting represented. Yeah, I'm from a military family too. Both my grandfathers serve. And uh, I think that sometimes people forget about the sacrifices that they make. There's soldiers that are away from home and and there's people that have given their lives. So you named the painting a relevant name at the end of it, right? I did. And actually when I posted it originally, I normally have, normally a a name comes to me right away and I named the painting and off it goes. But at this particular time, I didn't name it. And I'm really glad I didn't uh, because the response that came back I guess it became really, really clear to me what I should have named it. And I ended up calling it The Fallen and Those Who Still Stand. Mm. Well, that's great. That's a great message. And it's a great thank you to all of our servicemen and women that are away from home during the holidays and uh, looking out for our best interests. So thank you so much for sharing that and have a happy holidays. You too, Mike. Thank you. The power of radio and TV has been used in our community to help children for decades. Here are two of our favorite media folks to tell us how it's done. Hey, Greg, welcome back to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me back. Glad we could squeeze one more in for the year. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. And we're doing the stories of kindness, and we at the OCM have uh, a tradition of supporting the Happy Tree and the Salvation Army. Can you give me the scoop? Yeah. Yeah, so the Avalon Mall and the VOCM and Salvation Army had partnered on the Happy Tree for over 40 years now. I think it's something like 46 years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and basically, the Happy Tree is an initiative to help ensure that all families have a very merry and bright Christmas. So we encourage folks every year, of course, to drop off on-wrap gifts uh, to the Avalon Mall Happy Tree. Uh, but there are happy trees right across this province with uh, efforts through the Salvation Army and, and other community groups like the Lions Clubs and stuff. So right throughout the province, of course, we're collecting on wrap toys uh, for for children really from the day they're born right up to 16 years of age and uh, it's been yeah over 40 years of sharing and caring and it's uh, it's something that I think you know people who started this probably years ago didn't realize how long-standing this will be you know do you have any idea how many kids you've been able to help as a result of this program uh you know it's thousands um every year we usually get some information um about how many toy bags have been put out and my last recall looking at numbers and it was a while ago now but i believe it was like something like 1600 toy bags distributed with uh, 1800 food the hampers distributed salvation army does all of this you know it's all volunteer based and it's just it's remarkable really like to, to think about how many families have impacted i'm sure you probably heard it already tonight, but 2020 certainly highlighted that need more than ever. 
Exactly. It's that's what's so nice to be able to celebrate all these, uh, you know, good things that people are doing in the community and uh, and share. And it's great to be involved with something like that here at VOCM. 100%. Thank you, man. Merry Christmas. Well, happy holidays to you, too. So, Jesse, you are the founder of the Teddy Toss, which is an amazing gift for children because you think every child deserves a teddy bear. Tell us about that. It is so near and dear to my heart. And you're exactly right. This is the holiday season and it's the season of giving. It is better to give than receive. So the whole idea behind it is that no child should be without a toy at Christmas time. And we partner with the Salvation Army that does such an amazing job of identifying the families that are in need. And those teddy bears and other toys are packaged with foodstuffs and blankets and really important stuff to give everyone a leg up in the holiday season, all the way across now Labrador up to Nain. It's truly become a provincial event. So when did it start? You know, we're almost on the 20th year. There used to be a promo at the old Memorial Stadium where people would fly paper airplanes onto a little moving cart. And I thought there was just something fun about being able to throw something on the ice because we're not normally allowed to do that. And I thought maybe instead of uh, the paper airplanes, what if it was teddy bears and they went to kids who didn't get anything and it took off from there. And the first night we did it, the first annual Teddy Toss was a huge snowstorm. The first period started, hardly anyone was in the stands, hardly anyone had a bear. By the end of the second period, I saw the bears everywhere. We ended up getting 643 that first night. That's amazing. Do you have any idea how many kids and families you've been able to help with this program? We've touched tens of thousands of children's lives. And that's amazing. And so if I want to get involved with that here uh, in St. John's or anywhere in Newfoundland this year, how do I get involved? Contact your local Salvation Army. It is the time to give and make sure that us Newfoundlanders take care of fellow Newfoundlanders. Well, that's fantastic. It's so good to see you. And I hope to see you in the new year. And uh, you enjoy your Christmas holiday with the family. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. It's never too young to start, especially if your name is Wiley Ritter who instead of birthday presents, collects food for those that need it the most. Hello, guys. Hi. Hi. How are you? Yeah. Hi, we're good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so glad you guys could join me today. So what's your name? I'm Wiley Ritter. Wiley? You get excited for Christmas? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> Who's coming in the next little while? Santa. You guys have been really, really busy. You guys mm -hmm. have been doing a food drive. Can you tell me a little bit about it, Wiley? What's a food drive? It's when people have me. Yeah, and we try to help them, right? Mm. Wiley, how old are you now? Three. You're gonna be three on Tuesday. Three years old, and you have already raised money and food for a bunch of people. So Wiley, how did you guys get the food? What did you have to do to get the food? You had to go on truck. You had to go on your truck, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to drop it off this week for his birthday. That's to nice. To hope. So it all started actually last year when Wiley turned two. We had a birthday party, and um, instead of asking for presents, we asked everybody to bring a non-perishable food item. Mm. And so last year we brought him down with all of our collection. We were going to make a kind of a yearly thing. And this year, because of COVID, obviously, we decided to forego a kid's birthday for him. Um, and in lieu of that, we're going to do a little food drive to give back as well. 
Um, and actually my parents, being the people who they are, um, volunteered to kind of load him up and uh, got a list of friends and family all together. And then yesterday, uh, on Saturday, took him around for I think four or five hours to various houses and uh, collected bags of food in the back of the car. And then myself and my husband today uh, finished the rest. Thank you for wrangling him in for a little bit. I know he's got lots of energy. <laughs> we have lots of energy. We're feeling a bit silly today. Well, well thanks for doing that and Merry Christmas. No thank problem. You. Thanks for having us. Say thank you. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Navigating a new home can be hard enough, but thanks to our community, it's a bit easier. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, you're from the Association for New Canadians. Why don't you tell me about some of the acts of kindness that you've seen this year? So as I'm sure we all know, this year has been quite challenging for a lot of people, starting right in January with Snowmageddon and then closely followed by COVID-19. So it's been quite the challenge, but we've been overwhelmed with the amount of community and volunteer support um, that we've received in that we can help support our clients. So whether that be shoveling uh, people out of their driveways or delivering um, hot food during power outages, and then even making um, special connections through virtual means during COVID. Um, we've definitely seen a lot of support this year, despite all of the hardships. That's excellent. And what's the response from the people that are our newest members of the community when they get this support, especially around the holidays? So I think, like I mentioned, this year has been difficult in meeting people and getting involved in the community. So it's definitely been a jarring start to a new life in Canada. But I think with the generous support that we're receiving through volunteers and community partners, it's definitely making people still feel a part of our community and still feel very welcome and supported here. Although life here may look a little bit different right now. So Clients receive, you know, toy hampers for Christmas this year um, through the Salvation Army Christmas Hamper Campaign. And just speaking from experience, that has been my absolute favorite part throughout the year and getting to go and help deliver these hampers and seeing how grateful clients are and how excited they are to see that community support firsthand. One thing that we recently did is we put a call out for winter essential donations. So hats, mittens, scarves, and it was on social media and a couple uh, media outlets for one to two weeks. And I went to come back in my office one Monday morning and I could hardly get the door opened. It was full with all of these donations. And with that, we've been able to create little winter essential baggies for people who never had a winter here. So, you know, for people to help prepare them for the weather. And I mean, that's just one example. So we've been incredibly lucky. That's great. Well, uh, thank you for doing what you do and everybody at the association uh, and have a great holiday season. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. When we come back, we'll have an exclusive interview with Santa Claus. Oh, an incoming call from Santa. Look, Rudolph, 
There is Mike Wall. Let's see if we can connect a little Mike. One, two, three. Oh, oh, look, there he is. Hello, Santa. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the show. You know what? I got to be honest. I'm a little bit nervous because you're probably the most famous person I've ever interviewed. Well, Santa is delighted to be here with you. So you just relax and enjoy it. <laughs> you know, Santa, you're kind of the expert on the topic, but today's show is about the spirit of giving. You've heard the saying, it's better to give than to receive. Can you explain that to everybody? I certainly can. One of the great joys of Christmas is, is the more you give, the more you will receive. Now, you don't have to give money. You can just give of yourself. One of the things, the greatest gift you can give is to remember someone who's lonely. So go and do something. Phone someone you haven't spoken to for a long time. This old virus that's around the world, look, Santa's teddy's even got their little masks on. Look. They're being really good. <laughs> but this has been a very, very challenging time for boys and girls and for parents. And it's a great time for you to reach out and say hello and tell someone that, that you're thinking about them. And that's probably a great and very inexpensive gift, but priceless gift that you can give. Mm. And you've dedicated your entire life to giving. Why did you decide to do that? Well, my great-grandfather was, was St. Nicholas. Mm. And Nicholas, when he was a little boy, my great-grandparent, Nicholas's parents died when he was quite young. He was brought up in a monastery. He had a lot of money. And one night he went out for a walk and he was aware that there were three girls that didn't have any money and their mother had died. So he went and through the window, he put three silver coins in their stockings. And the beginning of giving started with Nicholas and it's continued ever since. So you kept the family line going. Well, you said something that was really interesting to me. You said, you know, there's all types of gifts. You know, there's some that come from your toy factory and there's some that people buy at the store, but not everybody can have access to a toy factory or buy things. What are the other types of gifts people can give? Well, uh, it's snowing, I think, in St. John's. or You can go and, and shovel out somebody. You can sweep their steps. You can uh, maybe bake something. Mm -hmm. But there's all sorts of little ways that you can say thank you to remember. And, and if you can, remember our food banks this time of the year. Santa mm -hmm. couldn't have the parade in St. John's this year. So the, the food banks need a lot of help. So there, there are many ways that you can express your gratitude by giving. Well, we had a very special little boy on the show who gave some food to the food bank. So he obviously got the message and he's only three years old. So that's, that's great that that's a good gift they can give. Now, Santa, this is a health and wellness show too. And I can't pass up the opportunity to ask you, you travel all the way around the world in one night. Do you train for this in the off season? Well, not in the off season. M Mrs. Claus has very tight control over what Santa eats. Mm. And by the way, Santa could never do what he does all year round without Mrs. Claus. This is very much a team effort. Mm. So the elves tell Santa he can eat all he wants if it's green. And Santa looks at little uh, websites and things. And, and, and there's a fellow named Mike Wall that Santa thinks we should all listen to. Mm. So uh, Santa tries very hard to keep his weight under control. Thanks to Mike Wall. Oh, that's good. Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad that you listened and you guys can get the show all the way up there. Now, your favorite food 
is milk and cookies. Is that something you just do on Christmas night or do you also, uh, you know, sneak a few throughout the year? Well, Santa goes out with the elves and I have to admit there's a little cupboard out with it where all the elves are, where we have a little private stash. Good. But we try very hard. We drink, we drink good milk and we love chocolate chip cookies. And there's a beautiful cookie place in Newfoundland that we love all the cookies made in Newfoundland. So, but we try, we try and keep it under control. You probably have some of the carrots that are left over for the reindeer here and there too, right? Yes, we do. And the carrots love their reindeer, especially little Rudolph. He's a great fan of carrots. Well, I was going to ask you about Rudolph because that's an amazing story. How did he feel when he got to lead the team? Well, first of all, when you read The Night Before Christmas and all through the house, and I hope people read it, Santa Claus is not in the book at all. So the first thing you need to remember is that that book is all about St. Nicholas. Secondly, there's only eight reindeer in the story. Mm -hmm. Rudolph is not in The Night Before Christmas and all through the house because it wasn't foggy that night. Then one foggy Christmas Eve. If it had been foggy, Rudolph might have come. Rudolph was a sweet little reindeer. He had a little red nose. People ask me, was Rudolph disabled? Of course he wasn't disabled. He was a little reindeer with a red nose. He was just different. And all Rudolph wanted was to be loved and accepted for who he is. And that's the message that I'd like parents to give their children this year, is talk about Rudolph. Because I think in every school in every country, there are little Rudolphs, and all they want is to be loved and accepted for who they are. Mm. Yeah, it's been a really different year for a lot of people this year. You know, that's a great message for parents to give to their kids. But for the rest of the people that are listening right now, what's your big message for maintaining the Christmas spirit this very strange 2020 Christmas? The message for Christmas is to celebrate all the things that are going right in your life. Be grateful. Try and do something for a child of any age. The smallest baby Santa saw a few years ago was 437 grams. Mm. And the oldest lady that Santa saw was 104. Right. So go and celebrate what all of the happy things that are happening in your life. And Santa will be there. The boys and girls need not to worry and we'll do our very best to bring what we can. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, I, I don't mean to get, you know, try and find out the information I'm not supposed to know, but, you know, just in case I made the nice list, should I maybe leave some cookies out for you this year? Oh, I don't think you need to worry about the, 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 nice list or the naughty list. But okay. yes, you leave milk and cookies and a carrot for the reindeer and uh, they would be delighted and appreciative of anything you can give. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Santa. It was so nice to see you and good luck in your big journey coming up in about a week. I'm going to jump in the sleigh now and Santa's going to say so long. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Thank you everyone for joining us today and sharing in our stories of kindness. You know, I think Dr. Zeus was right when he wrote... Maybe Christmas, the Grinch thought, doesn't come from a store. Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Have a safe and happy holidays.